Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Red Sox Review, and it starts right now. Here's your host, Joe Weil. And this is Red Sox Review here on WEEI. We're going to take you up to 6 p.m. And why not? The Red Sox a winner again over the New York Yankees. They have now won six straight over their arch rivals. They are 7-1 and one against the New York Yankees in 2023. They've won the season series. And they pummel Garrett Cole yet again today. Rafi Devers with a home run. We had two more home runs as well. Luis Urias doing something that no Red Sox players ever done. And that's hit a grand slam on back-to-back pitches that he saw. He's, he hit a home run uh, grand slam a couple days ago against the Nats. Didn't play yesterday. And then his first pitch that he saw against Garrett Cole, a grand slam in the second inning that gave the Red Sox a 4 nothing lead, and they would not look back after that as they continue their ownership of Garrett Cole. It's been a theme throughout Garrett Cole's entire Yankees career. He has not been able to pitch well against the New York Yan- uh, against the Red Sox. And to further drive home this point, how about this? In 12 starts as a member of the New York Yankees, he has posted a 5.16 ERA against the Red Sox. Meanwhile, in 60 in, in 89 starts against other teams, a 2.98 ERA. So He's pitched well against everybody else, can't pitch well against the Red Sox, and once again, they tag him for a a, a bad line. He's now 0-2 against the Red Sox this year, and he gives up seven hits and six runs and four innings of work. He walked one, struck out four, but uh, the continued domination of the Red Sox over the Yankees' best pitcher uh, just continues to be something. If you're a Red Sox fan, you, you take full enjoyment of it. The fact that you are beating up on your arch rival's best arm, and it ends up not really being a competition today because you score four in the second inning, and with the way this Yankees offense is rolling, the, they had no shot. And, and Cutter Crawford was great in his own right. He tossed six innings of one-hit baseball. He gives up one home run to Aaron Judge, and that is the only thing he gives up. He carried a no-hit bid in into the sixth inning. Awesome stuff from Cutter Crawford. Awesome stuff all the way around for the Boston Red Sox today. As part of this win, they're now 65 and 58. The Yankees continue to fall uh, as they're now 60 and 63. They've lost seven consecutive games. That's tied for the longest losing streak 
of the Aaron Boone era, so 2018 to present day, and the the Red Sox are just continuing to beat down on this Yankees team that's showing no life in this series. And the Red Sox, despite their inconsistencies this year, despite the fact that they've had trouble beating bad teams, well, they're rising to the occasion against their arch rivals in the Yankees. And today, another dominating effort, both offensively and on the mound. So much to talk about as we take you up to 6 p.m. Joe Weil with you here. You can chime into our conversation, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. You can also text us at 37937 as well uh, as uh it has already been a nice start to the Boston Sports Day. Of course, the Patriots are playing their preseason game a little bit later today. But the Red Sox, in a real game, a game that matters in terms of the standings, uh, they pick up another big victory. And what I liked about it, and I've already mentioned this, is how, how balanced of a win it was for the Yankees, uh, for, the, for the Red Sox today. And the fact that they offensively made Garrett Cole work in the second inning and it was some big at bats from the Red Sox lineup that led to the Luis Urias grand slam and you you don't get there without what Adam Duvall did and Jaron Duran did and Pablo Reyes did because they really set up the rest of that inning for Luis Arias to take it deep for another grand slam that seems to be what he does he hits grand slams We'll certainly take it. But just to walk you through that inning, again, Garrett Cole, gets through the first inning, 16 pitches. He gives up a single to Devers, but nothing really else in that inning. And then he gives up a single to Adam Duvall in the third pitch of that at-bat. And for Duvall, it was nice to see him do that because he actually wasn't even in the lineup originally. He got put in there because Tristan Casas had to... uh, be scratched from the starting lineup due to a tooth infection. And we hope for the best for Tristan Casas. I know that sounds like it's not that big of a deal, a tooth infection, but uh, if you talk to anybody who's ever had a tooth infection, it's very painful. So uh, hopefully that gets taken care of for Tristan Casas and he can come back to the team fairly soon. And we'll get into some of the things that could happen if he doesn't come back soon. That's later on in our coverage. But going back to the second inning, 0-0 score, top two. Adam Duvall, who was placed into the lineup because Tristan Casas was scratched, he singles off Garrett Cole. And then Jaron Duran works an eight-pitch at bat, singles into right center field. Duvall gets to third on the play. And Duran, with the throw coming into third from the outfield, he ends up moving to second base. That's followed up by Pablo Reyes, a guy that has been the unsung hero for the Red Sox now for the last two weeks, and he has been a revelation. A guy that was in Triple A with the Oakland A's has played a huge role for the Red Sox over the last couple weeks, and he does so again today. So he's playing at shortstop with Trevor Story, getting the day off because Story was 0 for 16 on the road trip coming into today, and the Red Sox decide ultimately not to use him. But Pablo Reyes... He works an eight-pitch at-bat against Garrett Cole, and he's taken fastballs out of the zone. It was, he was down on the count one-two. He fouled off a couple pitches within the at-bat, and he works a walk. And you, and you think about where Garrett Cole's at this point. They, uh, he had thrown already 19 pitches in that second inning, and he was faces a, a facing a bases-loaded, nobody-out situation, and then Luis Arias steps to the plate. A uh, Heimblum 
trade deadline acquisition, and uh, I think for fair reasons, fans were upset about you know the Red Sox not doing a whole lot at the trade deadline. I get it, but uh, at the same time, they do get this Baton Urias, who a couple years ago hit 20-plus home runs, so he does have a little bit of pop in his bat. Well, the Red Sox didn't expect this. For him in back-to-back games that he's played, hitting a grand slam, and he hits a big grand slam against Cutter Croft, uh, for, against, off Karen Cole in that second inning to uh, give the Red Sox a 4 nothing lead. Just a massive blow early on against Garrett Cole and what ends up being an 8-1 victory. But it's all set up by the other people in the batting order to get to that point where Urias is put in a good spot. Bases loaded, nobody out second inning. Thanks to Adam Duvall, Jaron Duran, and Pablo Reyes. So it's a, it's a collective team effort from the Red Sox today. Arias in the ninth spot, hitting a grand slam against one of the preeminent pitchers in the sport. And uh, the Red Sox earned this 8-1 victory, now 65-58. and We'll wait to see how the uh, Red Sox, uh, uh, the Mariners do in their game today against the Houston Astros. Red Sox obviously hoping that the Mariners lose because uh, if they do, they'll pick up uh, some spots in the standings in the wild card. They're now two and a half games back of the M's for that third wild card spot, but it could be two by night's end if the Mariners end up losing to the Houston Astros. Again, the number to call in, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. Uh, still a lot more to talk about in dissecting today's win over the New York Yankees. Make it six in a row against the Bronx Bombers. But let's go to the phones for the first time today. Let's go to Wally in Fall River. Wale! What's up, Joe? Good day today. Beautiful day at the beach. The Red Sox won. Yankee fans are crying. But you look, you look at the matchup, Cutter Crawford against Cole. Cole could win the Cy Young. He's a very good pitcher, but he seemed to be on there by the Red Sox today. And uh, the big thing, uh, Joe, is you get help from the bottom of the order, unexpected sources. Uh, you just have to hope, like I said, we win tomorrow. we we got to get some help to have uh, other teams beat Seattle and Toronto. But this was a big win today. Uh, you give a pitcher six runs early against Cole, and uh, Cutter Crawford was, uh, you know, cruising. You know, you have to give that guy a lot of credit. But the Yankees are really struggling now. But uh, my personal feeling is we're going to sweep them. And then you get that tough series in Houston. But uh, this team is showing a lot of grit, and I give Carl a lot of credit for everything. Yeah, and Wally, I completely agree on that last point. And as always, appreciate the call and appreciate you chiming in. If you want to grab Wally's line, uh, the number to call in, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. You can also text us at 379-37 as well. Yeah, that last point with Alex Cora putting this team in the right positions. This is why I, for the majority of my time doing post-game shows here at WEI, it's why I defend Cora. It's why I sing his praises. He's not perfect. No manager is. But I always felt like he, you have a guy here in Boston that I think a lot of people would agree is a top five manager in Major League Baseball. And it's because he finds ways, for the most part, to get the most out of his own players. And you think about Pablo Reyes. Here's a guy that the, the Red Sox acquire from Oakland and Alex Cora, you know, putting him in the right spots and making him feel comfortable. And he delivers and he's been doing this on a 
day-to-day basis now for the Red Sox, and it's not just Pablo Reyes. You think of Alex Verdugo and the fact that he's been pushed by Alex Cora to be better than he was in 2022, and Verdugo's had some missteps, and that's why Alex Cora spoke out about it. That's why he was benched that one time. But he's had a bounce-back year for the most part from production side uh, in 2023 compared to the year before. I just think he's so good at putting guys in the right spots and being uh, a guy that can communicate what people's roles are, and and he's able to maximize within a day the, the the best opportunity to win. And that's why I think the Red Sox, among many reasons, he's a big reason why they are where they are right now. Being seven games above five hundred, the fact that they're still in the wild card race, uh, only two and a half games back of the Seattle Mariners. But Wally also touched on Cutter Crawford. I, I really like what I saw from Cutter Crawford. Six innings, one hit, one run, two walks, five strikeouts, and he got the early lead, as Wally mentioned, because Luis Arias hits the grand slam. And then in the fourth inning, Connor Wong hits one out for a two-run home run. That was not a Yankee Stadium home run out to right. It would have went out in 24 of 30 ballparks that traveled a little over 370 feet, but he gets the early run support and he's just cruising. I mean, he was in complete control today. And and you think about Crawford's situation. He's not a high draft pick, and I don't think that really matters at this point anymore, but he's a guy that's really had to prove himself throughout his entire professional career. And I think he's solidified himself a starting rotation spot for next year. He's been very solid. And you can look at him as like a four moving forward. And, hey, he's a good four to have in a rotation of five guys. And I've been really impressed with the steps forward that Cutter Crawford has taken. Again, if you want to chime in, 617-779-7937. Freddie from Florida will get to you in one moment. Uh, But let's hear what Alex Cora had to say after this Red Sox 8-1 win over the New York Yankees today. Uh, he did a good job, and uh, <clears throat> you know, right away, Rafi makes a great play to set the, sem- uh, the tempo, and he kept pounding the strike zone. Um, you know, was able to work ahead and, and did an outstanding job for us. But the swing from Udias really was set up by some quality at yeah, plate appearance. The at bats were tremendous today. Um, like I said, he's one of the the best, of, if not the best, um, starter in the in the big leagues, and. Uh, we stay humble with the approach, kind of like taking our walks, going the other way, hitting the ball hard, falling off pitches. And uh, then, you know, Louie got a slider, I think it was, in the zone and put a great swing on it. So, you know, credit to the offense. They they were relentless early in the game. They kept pushing him to, to throw the ball over the over the heart of the plate, and we did a good job. You want to talk about putting together wins. Just how big are these wins, and obviously this series win for you guys. Yeah, it was fun. It's, it's good, uh, especially... You know, we had to audible with the lineup uh, right before the game, and uh, for the for the guys to to put good at bats and keep grinding with him. Um, you know, it's not easy, man. The, the guy is it's really good. You know, um, and um, you know, Pablo had a great game. Uh, you know, Rafi. You know, he he stayed humble today. Hit a few line drives off of him, and then the big swing at the end. But uh, a good team effort. And uh, now we just got to be ready tomorrow. You know, uh, here from here now, every day matters. You know, I mean. <clears throat> It mattered from March 29th, but now you can feel it, you know, and they're in a good place, and hopefully we can come tomorrow and, uh, and finish the job. Do you have any update on Casas? Uh, yeah, he got, he got drained. Uh, he had to go to the, to the hospital, so, um, you know, everything is okay. Um, so hopefully he, he'll be available on Monday. Do you need to make a move, like, in the meantime? We'll talk about it, yeah. Um, we've talked a lot about Bayo, Paxton, some of these guys. Do you feel like Cutter's kind of gone under the radar with how good he's been this year? Not really. I mean, everybody knows it, and the, the feedback we get from the other teams, you know, with the 
buffet of uh, pitches, you know. I mean, the cutter and the f- <laughs> the cutter and the four seamer up and the breaking ball, the strike throwing ability. Um, you know, he, he's really good. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, we we have to manage him. And we saw it last year. He kind of like hit the wall at one point. And uh, this year, he was amazing from the bullpen. He's been solid from the rotation. That's what, you know, we talk about it. You, you look at the numbers after the All-Star break, and uh, I don't know. They, they've been really good. You know, he has some good audience, and, and um, you know, he's a guy that we rely on. And just back-to-back swings, grand slams. Have you ever seen that before? No, but that's efficient. You know, two swings, eight stakes, that's great. Any clear picture of who starts for you tomorrow? Uh, I'm going to talk to Bushy in the group, but, uh, you know, I know Nick is going to have a big part tomorrow. Maybe starting, maybe in, maybe as a bulk man, but we'll, we'll talk about it now. All right, so that was Alex Cora chatting after the Red Sox 8-1 to victory over the New York Yankees in the big blow. You just heard Alex Cora talk about it. A grand slam by Luis Arias. I have some fun facts based on the grand slam hit by Luis Arias. Now, you have to remember, in his last at-bat two days ago, he hit a grand slam, and then he didn't play uh, in yesterday's game. So on back-to-back pitches, because the one he hit off Garrett Cole in the second was a first pitch ball that he hit out for a grand slam. So so here's some fun stats of Luis Arias's uh, back-to-back grand slams. He's the first Red Sox player to hit a grand slam in back-to-back games since Jimmy Fox in 1940. He's the first Red Sox nine-hitter to hit a grand slam against the Yankees since Luis Rivera hit one uh, versus Jeff Robinson on August 31st, 1990. Now we're not done yet. He is the first player with a grand slam in consecutive plate appearances since Josh Willingham did it on July 27, 2009. Bill Miller also did this in 2003 with the Red Sox. Now, he's the first Red Sox player ever to hit a grand slam on consecutive pitches faced. Unbelievable stuff. That is why this game of baseball is so great that stuff like this happens. It's always something new. On top of that, you have a former first overall pick in Garrett Cole get lit up for six runs in four innings. And then you have Cutter Crawford, a 16th round pick. Uh, He ends up tossing six innings of one hit, one run ball for the Red Sox, who again beat the Yankees by a score of eight to one. Joe Wild with you here on Red Sox Review. Again, if you want to get your calls in, 617-779-7937. We're going to take you up to 6 p.m. today here on WEI on Red Sox Review. You can also text us at 37937 as well. We'll get to the text line in a second. But let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Freddie in Florida. Freddie, you're on Red Sox Review. Hey, how's it going? Um, Jimmy Fox, that's a few years ago, right? <laughs> Only a couple, right? <laughs> hey, what a great weekend this is. But um, And I know Bloom takes a lot of criticism. And, you know, the Renfro trade was kind of the uh, – Renfro trade was a terrible trade. But he takes a lot of criticism. But how would you like to be a Yankees fan right now? No, where's Fred- your left-handed power? Where's your, where's your Tristan Casas? Where's your left-handed power? You've got that ballpark – You've got nothing. Rizzo is an old man now. I mean, I mean, these guys, I mean, you know, you know go ahead. Yep. No, no, Freddie, I was just going to say I agree with you. I think you make some great points, and I talked about this on postgame yesterday. You look at where the Red Sox are, a team on the rise with some young guys, core players that have really taken steps forward. Compared to this Yankees team, you you mentioned Rizzo, Freddie. How about Giancarlo Stanton? He can't even run anymore. He's he's washed up. He's a right-hander. Again, no OBP. The Houston Astros exposed these people last year. You can pitch to these people. 
No, Freddie, I completely agree and appreciate you chiming in. If you want to grab Freddie's line, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. Yeah, it, the, the Yankees are in a, a really tough spot, and you shouldn't feel any sympathy for the Yankees. But so they started the season 36-25. and 25. They're 24-38 and 38 since then. And uh, against teams that aren't the A's and Royals, so that's two of the worst teams in the sport, they're 19 and 37. Like they are a bad baseball team. And the beginning of the season, they were above average, 36 and 25. That's a solid record. That's close to 600. They have been a terrible baseball team since then. And uh, this is just flashing on uh, this flash on the Yes Network. It's playing on Nesson right now. The Yankees, since July 1st, their serious record one win, 10 losses, 13 ties. They have played brutal baseball. And it's to the Red Sox benefit that they're playing them right now again because they're they're in a lull and this could be the end of the road for Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman. I'd be absolutely shocked if both those guys return next year. And I know that yeah, you know, it seems like Hal Steinbrenner really loves Brian Cashman, treats him like a brother. I mean, it, it benefits the Red Sox with this guy still being in charge for the Yankees. And Brian Cashman had some good years with them, but it's it's long gone at this point. And and Freddie brought it up about the long-term contracts that the Yankees have, the stiffs that they have, the fact that their lineup is so right-handed heavy despite playing in a ballpark that uh, is very suited for left-handed hitters. They're in a bad spot, and that's why if you're a Red Sox fan, you, you might be taking the upper hand in this series for several years down the line because the Yankees, they have John Carlos Stanton tied up for several years uh, still on his contract. They just signed Carlos Rodon to this ridiculous six-year deal, and he's going to be on the team for five more years after this one. Anthony Rizzo, older guy, and I think his contract, if I remember correct, correctly, is is over after this year. But he's still an older guy. LeMahieu is an older guy, too. He's 35 years old. This is an aging baseball team, and they've made some really bad trades. And uh, I still bring it back to where the Red Sox were when they faced the Yankees and where the Yankees were in a middle-of-July series against uh, when the two teams played each other at Fenway. The Yankees were 61-23 and last year coming into a Saturday game at Fenway. And then Alex Verdugo hit a two-run walk-off single. And uh, if I have this right, their record, this being the Yankees, since that moment, they are now 98-103 and in regular season games. So it is. Uh, it has been a, a, a now over 200-game sample size of the Yankees being a very mediocre team. And the Red Sox are just pummeling them night after night. And they're showing no life. Too. And I thought that was Bush League, the fact that Justin Turner got hit by a pitch uh, after Rafi Devers hit a home run in the ninth inning, and that Devers shot uh, 440 feet, another blast for Rafi Devers, his 22nd home run in his career against the Yankees. And I know a lot of people put a bet on, on Rafi Devers hitting a home run today, and I'm mad at myself because the reason I didn't do it in my pregame uh, FanDuel bet du jour is I bet on Devers hitting a home run against the Nats. I, I thought he had some rest. I thought he'd pop one out, and then it didn't happen. So I, I thought, you know what, let me be a little bit conservative. I'll do Rafi uh, getting two-plus total bases today. That ended up working out fine. But at the same time, you think about what the cash out could have been uh, if you put the bet on a home run. And for those who did, congratulations to you because uh, you were smarter than I was. Again, if you want to chime in, 617-779-7937. I'm going to go to the text line. Uh, some text rolling in. One text writing in. I think it's time to get off Bloom's back. 2020 didn't count. 
2021, two games from the World Series. Last year was a disappointment, but potential wild card this year. And next year, Rafaela and maybe Meyer up. That is a very fair point, in my opinion. I, I, I just think the, the, the for Bloom, it's been a mixed bag, right? And that's why when I see people on Twitter chime in and they say that, you know, he's a terrible GM. I don't quite agree with that. He's made some good moves. And you think about where the Red Sox are as an organization right now. And the, and you think about the young talent that they have on this team. Casas, of course, he's, he's out with the, the tooth inflammation, but that's for a couple of days. And it was nice to hear Alex Cora say that he's hoping to uh, get, get him back by Monday. But he's a young talent. You have uh, uh, Rafi Devers now signed through the next decade, and he's still a very young guy. You have... Connor Wong, he's been a nice addition for the Red Sox, and I know that Mookie Betts trade, that'll forever live in Red Sox infamy, and you're never going to win that trade, but he's been a nice presence to have behind home plate, and he gives you a little bit of pop, a two-run home run today, but Jaron Duran as well, Brian Bayo, so all these young core guys that you could have for you know the years moving forward, uh, and then uh, on top of that, Bloom's free agent signings, for the most part, they've been pretty good, right? Corey Kluber was a bust. Uh, let's just throw that out there and get it out of the way. But Kenley Jansen's been great. Chris Martin's been unbelievable. One earned run in his last 26 appearances. Justin Turner's been the veteran presence that you love having. And yeah, he's replacing J.D. Martinez. And value-wise, they're doing pretty much the same thing uh, when you kind of compute it all out. But Turner's been a great fit for this team this year and so bloom has made some really nice moves this year and then i think of the people on twitter where they defend everything heim bloom does and i disagree with that too because there have been some misfires from heim bloom and and i think from a pr side there's been some moments where you, you just wish the red Sox would clean it up a bit that being said if that job were to come open tomorrow everybody would be giving their resume for it because you're in a big market you have a, a pretty clean payroll uh with with Contracts that aren't albatrosses. I know Chris Sales has, has been that for the Red Sox since they signed him to that extension. But it, it's a big market, obviously a great fan base, a, a great ballpark. You know, there's so much to love about the Red Sox and everything it has to offer. And they're a team on the rise and they're competing. They're still competing this far into the season for that third wild card. And yes, they are competing for a wild card because of that added wild card. That being said, they're still in it. Two and a half games out uh, of the Mariners for that third spot in the American League wild card. So I, I think Heimblum deserves some credit for turning things around. And next year is going to be a big year for him. But there is some stuff to like. And you think about what's coming up in the pipeline. The texter writing in about Sedan Rafaela, who's had an incredible stretch in AAA Worcester with those Woo Sox hitting home run after home run. And then Marcelo Meyer, he's on the shelf right now with an injury, but he's had a nice season already. And, you know, hopefully when he gets back to Portland, he can put it together more on a consistent basis. But all the talent evaluators, you know, they, they seem to think that this is a guy that's going to stick at the big league level and be a major contributor. So you have some prospects coming up. The, the farm system in much better shape than when Bloom took over. And again, you have a, a payroll that... Is, is pretty clean, all things considered, with, with not too many albatross contracts, uh, really any, uh, in terms of what they are signing up for long-term with this payroll. So I think you do have to give Bloom some credit. The future is bright. It's all about if the Red Sox could capitalize on the moment, and I think this season 
by adding to it next year, which is certainly possible. They're under the luxury tax this year. Next year they can go back over it and spend and be a contender, but they're showing some real signs, and it's a, it's a point I keep mentioning. I'll mention it one more time, and then we'll go to a break here. The future is now for the Red Sox. They have shown that, you know, uh, the, the talk about the future, well, the wins are starting to happen now at the major league level. You'd like it to be more consistent, and it's not. I mean, this has been a team that has been up and down, up and down all year long, and they're beating up on a really bad Yankees team, but you still have to win these games. All that being said, there is something to build upon this year, and and there are some pieces and there is a framework to show that this is a team that can be built upon and become a real winner, a consistent winner that you don't have to be worrying about in uh, late August if they're going to be making the playoffs because they're still on the outside looking in. It's going to take more moves, but uh, the framework is there, and they beat up on a bad Yankees team again today. 8-1 the final from Yankee Stadium. Uh, feel free, again, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. If you want to chime in here on Red Sox Review, we're going to take you up to 6 p.m., so a lot of time to call in. You can also text us at 37937. Uh, it's Joe Weil, uh, Mike Tazi behind the glass doing fantastic work, answering the phone calls. Red Sox a winner again today, 8-1, to one, 12 hits for the Sox today. They bang out three home runs. A big blow, Luis Arias, grand slam in the ninth spot against Garrett Cole who continues to struggle against the Boston Red Sox. You love to see it. Best pitcher on the Yankees, and you keep beating him up. He has not had a lot of success against the Red Sox in his Yankees career. An ERA above five, and if you get even more recent, you take out the one start he had in 2020. Uh, uh, from 2021 to this year, you include today's outing. Uh, he has posted a 5.43 ERA in his last 12 starts. So again, the Red Sox get the better of him and he picks up his fourth loss, second one against the Red Sox in 2023. Back with more Red Sox review. Again, the Sox an 8-1 winner over the Yankees. We'll have more right after this on WEI. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. 3-2 to Connor Wong. Pablo leading at second, the pitch. 
Swinging a high drive in the right field. It is way back. It is gone. Connor Wong. Opposite field bomb. Six. Nothing. Red Sox and the ownership of Garrett Cole continues. How about the eight and nine hitters? A grand slam and a two-run homer. The bottom of the order, getting it done for the Red Sox. Luis Arias with a grand slam in the second. And then Connor Wong taking it out to right field against Garrett Cole. The Sox score six runs against Cole in four innings of work. They beat him again, and the Red Sox win by a score of 8-1. to one. And that was the highlight from today's Nissan Red Sox postgame show. The blockbuster event of the summer isn't another action movie. It's the Nissan Thrill of the Drive sales event starring the action-packed Nissan lineup. Better hurry. These offers won't get a sequel. Joe Weil with you here on Red Sox Review. Appreciate you joining us on WEEI. We're going to take you up to 6 p.m. If you want to call in, 617-779-7937. Give us your thoughts on this series against the Yankees. How much fun have you had watching this team beat up on the Bronx Bombers, who are now 60-63 and 63. on top of that. If the Sox sweep tomorrow, what does that make you think about the Red Sox odds moving forward? So now, uh, after picking up the win today, they're 65-58, and 58, 39 games left in the season, and they're two and a half back of the Seattle Mariners for that third wild card spot. Great to see Connor Wong go deep. He takes it out to right center field. Uh, it's his seventh home run of this season. And uh, in the pregame, I was highlighting the top of the lineup because uh, there were a lot of bats at the top, including Rafi Devers, who if you bet on Devers hitting a home run today, congratulations to you because he ended up going deep. It was not against Garrett Cole. And uh, the matchup between Devers and Cole, very well documented. Devers came into today with a staggering seven home runs and 37 plate appearances against Garrett Cole in the regular season. And uh, he ends up getting two hits against Cole. He also uh, flied out to center field in the fourth inning, but it was hard hit as well. So he continues to see the ball really well from the Yankees ace. But he goes deep in the ninth inning against Albert Abreu. Uh, and for Devers, that's home run number 28 on the season. And uh, it capped off a great offensive day for the Red Sox. And it's just so impressive. The Red Sox have had these really great uh, hitting efforts against the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. They took uh, Spencer Striver, Strider out of the game recently in a, in a start at Fenway uh, where he was locked in, but then the Red Sox got to him later in that game. Justin Steele, who pitched today for the Cubs, they scored six runs against him in six innings. He's been one of the best pitchers in the National League. There are a couple of other examples that off the top of my head I'm just not thinking about, but there's a lot of times this Red Sox offense, when the competition is high and, and like the competition levels high, they rise to the occasion, which does make it a little frustrating that they're two and a half back with 39 games left to go. All that being said, as will so eloquently put it in that call of the Connor Wong two run home run, the ownership of Garrett Cole continues. And uh, for Garrett Cole last 12 starts now against the Red Sox. If you include the wildcard game in which he, gave up uh, three runs and two-plus innings, and, of course, the Red Sox went on to win that game. He has given up a staggering 19 home runs in 63 innings against the Red Sox. He's 4-5 and five now with a 5.43 ERA. And uh, this is another note I saw on Twitter, too. This was Garrett Cole's 12th start, regular season start, um, with the Yankees against the Red Sox, and uh, his ERA is the sixth worst in 
New York Yankees franchise history against Red Sox among guys with 12 plus starts. And uh, so his mark now, it's it just it continues to spike up. It's a little over five now in his career against the Boston Red Sox. And it, it, this has to irk everybody in Yankee Nation because this is a guy you signed for nine years, $320 million. And he, for the most part, has lived up to that contract. He's been a consistent top-end rotation guy, but he can't beat the arch rivals. And this is a worse situation than Pedro against the Yankees, where in the height of the Pedro Martinez run with the Red Sox, he was dominating the Yankees. The Yankees sort of got to him at the end of his tenure with the Red Sox, and it was in 2004, Pedro's worst year uh, statistically with the Red Sox, in which he said, you know, you have to tip my hat and call the Yankees my daddy. And, of course, that leads to the who's your daddy chant at Yankee Stadium. But even then... He he wasn't as bad as Garrett Cole has been against the Red Sox overall, and uh, and you know he he threw a lot of pitches in the first inning, but it was that second inning where the everything started to unravel for Garrett Cole, and it was the bottom of the order. You have to give a lot of credit to them for ultimately wearing down Garrett Cole. It wasn't the top of the lineup that got things done. It was the bottom in the nine batter and Urias hitting the grand slam, and it was off of a, a really well. Uh, well done offensive inning for uh, Adam Duvall, Jaron Duran, Pablo Reyes before Arias, two batters after Reyes uh, went deep for the grand slam. They wore him down and Pete Fatsy, the Red Sox coaching staff, they deserve a lot of credit because it seems like every time they face Garrett Cole, they have a great game plan against him. And not every team does this. This is the crazy thing. I, I mentioned this right off the top of uh, Red Sox review, but it is uh, it is a strictly Red Sox uh, it is a strictly Red Sox problem for Garrett Cole. The numbers five point one six ERA and twelve career starts with the Yankees against the Red Sox, and against everybody else two point nine eight ERA, and he's forty one and nineteen against the other teams uh, in eighty nine starts in twelve starts with. The Yankees against the Red Sox, only five and four with a five point one six ERA. And if if you add on the wild card game, those those actually get even worse because uh, those numbers don't include the wild card game. It's just regular season in which he's made twelve starts. And 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 this offense is back to being what it, we saw for the most part in the month of July, working long at bats. And now you look at it; they have scored eight runs in back to back games, and then they had seven in the loss against the Washington Nationals. So a team, for the most part, in the month of August was dormant offensively. They've come alive. Yes, it's against the Yankees, who are now officially a bad team. They're 60-63. and They've lost seven in a row, and they're 24-38 and over their last 62 games. All that being said, it's nice to see the bats come alive for the Red Sox as they did today. We still have an hour to go on Red Sox Review. Feel free to call in 617-779-7937. You can also text us at 37937 as well. Joe Weil, Mike Tazi behind the glass. Back with more of Red Sox Review right after this on WEEI. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Depth is not something the Red Sox for the last 
10, 20 years have done all that consistent, uh, consistently. And, and you think about the World Series rotations of, of the past, and you think about you know, Kurt Schilling and, and Pedro Martinez in 2004. Obviously, those guys didn't come up through the Red Sox system. 07, you had John Lester, but you also had Josh Beckett. You still had Kurt Schilling there as well. 13, you had Clay Buckles, but we know the story for Buckles. He was good sometimes. He was great in 2013, but uh, injuries got in the way there with him. Uh, but you had John Lackey lead the way. You know, Lester obviously played a role in that as well. It, it, it's a hard thing to cultivate consistent starting pitching through your minor league system, but to have Cutter Crawford come out on the other side and be a guy that could be a three or a four or, or you know, I think, I, I don't even want to say five. I think he's better than a five in a rotation, uh, at least what he's already shown this year. And he the fact that he could be a guy that can stick with you long term is huge moving forward because to have these types of guys on your team that are young and uh, cost controllable that can allow you to spend in free agency and get the guys that you want the the the, the top flight guys who I think the Red Sox were probably too conservative trying to get after in free agency the, the big talk was that the Red Sox were going for number two type starters the guy that I always think about with the offseason that I wish the Red Sox got was Zach Eflin, who's done great work with Tampa Bay this year. Uh, he's been very consistent with the Rays. He's been a big reason why they are where they are, holding the top spot in the uh, American League wildcard standings. Nonetheless, next year is another opportunity to, to try to tack on and, and add on to this rotation that could use some more known pieces. We don't know what Whitlock will be next year. I'm still skeptical about Tanner Houck's long-term uh, you know, starting uh, hopes you know, considering he's been inconsistent in that role, you can count on Brian Bayo. That's that is that is one building block for you. And we'll see what the Red Sox ultimately do with James Paxton in the end. Uh, what you know, he's going to earn some money in in the offseason after what he's done this year. Do the Red Sox bring him back? There's still question marks in this rotation for the Red Sox. Obviously, with with Chris Sale, you wonder what you're going to get out of him. All that being said. Cutter Crawford's a guy that's showing that he can put it together consistently, and it's been that way really since the All-Star break. Another good start for him today. Six innings, one run. Red Sox win it by a score of 8-1. to one. So Tristan Costa's not feeling so great. He got that tooth drained uh, with tooth inflammation. Sounds very painful, uh, but the Red Sox offense does w- good work without him with 12 hits and eight runs, and the Sox win their 65th game in 2023 still a lot more to get to on red Sox review we're taking you up to 6 p.m feel free to chime in 617-779-7937 you can also text us at 37937 as well let's now get to what's trending with mike tazi now here's what's trending on weei i'm mike tazi and here's what's trending once again the red Sox grabbed early momentum in the bronx as luis urias Hit a first-inning grand slam off Yankees ace Garrett Cole. And with this, Urias became the first Sox players to hit a grand slam in back-to-back games since Jimmy Fox in 1940. Cutter Crawford cruised through six innings, allowing just one run on one hit and striking out five. Red Sox beat the Yanks 8-1 and currently stand two and a half games out of wildcard spot. Sox will look for the sweep tomorrow. It'll be Clark Schmidt for the Yanks and just announced for the Red Sox, Josh Winkowski will get the start could be an opener sort of move first pitch 135 on the shawls and star market weei red sox radio network patriots are in action tonight they'll play their second of three preseason games on their schedule at lambeau field against the packers kickoff is scheduled for 8 p.m 
I'm Mike Tazi, and that's what's trending on WEEI and WEEI.com. We're back to Red Sox Review on WEEI. 8-1 Red Sox. The 0-2. Swing a line drive to left field. Yoshida on the go. He grabs it on the move, and the ball game is over. The Red Sox beat the Yankees once again. They've made it six straight over the Yankees. They're 7-1 in the season series, which they have now clinched. And tomorrow, they'll go for the sweep. The final Boston 8 and New York 1. And it was a thorough beatdown at Yankee Stadium. The Red Sox beat the Yankees 8-1 in the Bronx. Now 7-1 against the Yankees this year. And uh, their great run against New York continues. They have won the season series. As you just heard the final call there from Joe Castiglione. And uh, now the Red Sox are 65-58 and 58 on the season. And uh, two and a half games back of the third wild card spot, which is held by the Seattle Mariners, who are in action today. The Mariners are taking on the Astros at 710. Joe Wild with you here. Mike Tazi behind the glass. If you want to call in, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. Let us know how you're feeling after the Red Sox once again pummeled the New York Yankees. Are you more optimistic? Do you think that it's too little too late? How much fun have you had watching these games at Yankee Stadium where it seems as though uh, the Yankees have just, they, they've been lifeless. And and it really was punctuated pretty early in this one. In the bottom of the second inning, I want to bring Mike Tazi in. Mike, you were watching this game, right? Oh, 100%, and, as I do every game. And you saw that, the bottom of the second inning, where John Carlos Stanton reaches on a walk. They're, they're, the Yankees are down 4 nothing at this point. And then Isaiah Kiner fluff a bunts, and it ends up being a double play. Like, what are they? What are the Yankees doing? In modern times, bunting down four runs with uh, someone who's not very fleet of foot on the base path. He obviously had to have been trying to bunt for a hit, but uh, when you bunt it in the air, uh, not nothing good can happen. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at some of the the post game comments here from Aaron Boone. Uh, according to the Yankees coaching staff, or Aaron Boone, he said on the bunt, Kiner Falefa said. The Yankees scouting report said Cutter Crawford has had issues throwing to bases. The intent was to have Crawford throw the ball away and spark a rally. I mean, you know, uh, from that side, I'm all for trying to exploit a weakness, but uh, just the optics down for nothing. Is that really going to get the people going? I mean, if he throws a ball away, maybe that gets some momentum going. But just the way it's been for the Yankees, the way they lose games, the lack of energy, the, the outs on the base pass, and then you throw in a, a failed bunt, it's it's just how it's going, Aaron Boone baseball these days. Yeah, and if you're a Red Sox fan, you're delighted to hear all this. This is awesome stuff for the Red Sox side of things because this is your, your arch rival, right? You, you, you're, you need to beat them to stay in the race, but you can always have the upper hand over your Yankee fans and just overall in, in the, the overall series. And this year, it's just... It has been full domination on this side of things over the New York Yankees. And the Yankees are just abysmal. They are so, so bad. I think this is it for Aaron Boone. I think this is it for Brian Cashman. And, you know, they they made the change on the hitting coach side of things. They bring in Sean Casey, uh, who had never been a hitting coach, I'm pretty sure. Oh, they like to hire all their coaches out of the broadcasting. I think we got a shot at at a job on the Yankee coaching staff. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron Boone got a shot. That was our manager, too. He didn't have any experience. So uh, Mike Tazi and me next. Uh, 
but enjoying where I'm at right now, I will say. But, oh, yeah. But uh, if the game, you know, you listen to whatever. Sox but, still got to take care of business no. tomorrow, but uh, going from the Yankees to Strohs, Dodgers, Strohs, that's going to be an uh, interesting. We, we've had some callers chime in about it, too. That's an interesting stretch. It is an interesting stretch. The Yankees, uh, or the Red Sox, they have a tough stretch coming up. As you mentioned, Houston 4, uh, Dodgers 3, Astros 3. I think this is why, if you're a Sox fan, you just got to relish the moment right now. You don't know what's going to happen in the future, but right now you're winning games so convincingly that you can just kick back your legs and just relax because you're watching a Yankees team completely self-implode. I have another stat for you on the Yankees side of things. This is the third time in the last four games the Yankees have failed to get a runner to third base. They obviously scored a run. It was on a so- uh, Aaron Judge solo home run, but... Uh, that's astounding because they got shut out in the two games before this series. And then uh, they, they pushed across the run to end their scoreless stretch in the third inning on Friday. Then they got a two-run home run out of Aaron Judge on a ball that only would have went out at Yankee Stadium. He hit a no-doubter today off Cutter Crawford, which ended Cutter Crawford's uh, no-hit bid at five and a third innings. But uh, they are epically bad, Mike. Oh, they are epically just, bad. Just low-energy baseball. They're not even in games. We can't even talk about situational baseball because these have been blowouts. And, you know, it's a good time to face Garrett Cole the way they did today based on kind of the vibrations going on over in the Bronx. Even he, I don't think he's going to end up winning the Cy Young because of how things are sort of trending for the team, and it might affect affect his starts down the stretch. Yeah, and the two of the four losses for Garrett Cole against the Boston Red Sox. And, and I, Will Fleming made this point at the end of the broadcast, and I think it's a really good one and something to keep in mind if you're a Sox fan. Uh, and it's the fact that you look at the Yankees side of things, right? Uh, Garrett Cole... What's the one team he's had issues with? It's the Boston Red Sox. We, we've talked about it already. He has an ERA north of five as uh, a member of the Yankees pitching against the Red Sox. What You know this matchup for, yes, he's had some good outings, but when you think of Garrett Cole versus the Red Sox, you think of two separate things, and they're both negative for Garrett Cole. Uh, it's the wild card game two years ago. And then on top of that, it's the fact that Rafi Devers completely owns this guy. He's hit seven home runs against him now through 40 regular season plate appearances. And then on the other side, on our side with the Red Sox, what's interesting is you think of the, the noteworthy guys that the Red Sox have and and the fact that they can rise to the occasion against the Yankees. With Devers, you, when you think of Devers versus the Yankees, you think of this Garrett Cole matchup. You think about in 2017, that home run he hit off of this Chapman, uh, a pitch above 100 miles an hour that he takes out to left center field as a young guy. So you have that. That's what comes to the forefront of the mind if, if you're Rafi Devers. Uh, you think about some big hits that Alex Verdugo has had. Uh, as a member of the Red Sox against the Yankees, he had a big hit in the wild card game a couple of years ago. Really set the tone despite today going 0 for 4 with a walk, but yesterday went three, uh, had three hits and five at bats and scored three times. And then the pitchers. Brian Bayo is a guy you hope is, is just uh, an anchor for this rotation years and years down the line. And it came out yesterday, it was computed by the Red Sox uh, PR people, and I appreciate them putting this out that he has the lowest ERA of any starter who has five starts against the Red Sox in his career. 1.45 through 31 innings pitched. And we've talked about Cutter Crawford's numbers as well against the Yankees in his career. Uh, He's got a sub-2 ERA now against the New York Yankees. So you have these young pieces that even in a time where the Red Sox aren't a a full-fledged contender, 
are, are are putting together some memorable moments against your arch rival. It does look good for the future uh, for this team and the fact that the, the guys that you're hoping that are a part of this thing when, when the Red Sox you know, hopefully next year add on and make this team a, a true contender, but you have the guys on this team that are young studs, young pieces that are, are going to be with you now several years down the line, you hope that are, are doing it against your arch rival. Yeah, young players who already know how to beat the Yankees. And this is already a, a lineup that's more equipped to hit at Yankee Stadium than the Yankees lineup is. You talk about some of those left-handed hitters. And I, I don't know, just thinking about Red Sox, Yankees from the past, these games usually have twists and turns. I mean, even though if one team puts up four in the first inning, you usually see the other team sort of battle back and then crazy things happen, especially up here at Fenway. Just so crazy to see one team so beaten down after these first two games of the series. And honestly, it's hard to imagine anything different going into tomorrow. And Boston, an 8 1 winner today over the Yankees. So 65 and 58. I have another quote just to let you, to, to, to let you know coming from the Yankees side. So Garrett Cole talking after the game said, quote, I don't recall experiencing anything like this before in my career. How you handle adversity or how you get through it is really ultimately how you get judged. I, I want to make sure that uh, this is about the Red Sox. It might be just about the Yankees in general with the way that they're going right now. Uh, but this rivalry this season has been so one-sided, which has allowed this team to to beef its record up. So without the Yankees, this team would be, if my math is right, it would only be one game above 500. But you have to beat bad teams in the Yankees are a bad team. Now, what's neat for the Sox is that when they played them earlier in the year, the Yankees weren't like this. They weren't this bad. We mentioned it before, but they started out 36-25, and 25, and, and then they've really hit the skids that, since then with just 24 wins and now 38 losses in that span because the Yankees are now 60-63. and 63. Uh, So it, it has really fallen off for the, uh, the, the evil empire and, and what they've done this year. All that being said, the Red Sox are getting some wins when they need it. Now they're going to need to play their best baseball coming up against Houston and the Dodgers and then the, the Astros again. I think just one thing that works for the Red Sox, again, when you're thinking about the future, is that this year, if they don't make the playoffs, you're going to look back at some series that they really should have won. The Pirates series early in the year. That Cardinals series is one you just look back on and want to pull the hair out of your head because they had some some they looked like they they were going to win some games in that series. Kenley Jansen blew two big saves and we've seen how the way the Cardinals have, have just played this year. They've been a really bad team. They sold off uh pieces on their team at the trade deadline. It it, it it's a series you just would love to go back and 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 obviously redo things. The National Series that just happened, you hated that the bats came alive in a time where they really uh, they made a run of it in that final game against the Nationals, but at the same token, uh, it was too little too late, and to lose two out of three against a team that's been below 500 pretty much the entire year, that, that that's a killer. So when you look back at this team, if they don't make the playoffs, that's, that's what's going to hurt them the most, is the fact that they couldn't win enough games against bad teams and they didn't play well enough because when the stakes are high, I, I'll always... Always, always, always when it comes to the 2023 Red Sox and the positive moments for the team this year, I will always think of that series against the Braves where they beat them pretty handedly in one game, 7-1. to one. And then in the second game at Fenway, packed house. I think it was the largest crowd of the season for the team. And 
they came back against Spencer Strider. And Spencer Strider yesterday tossed seven shutout innings of uh, one-hit baseball, and he struck out ten. He's an unbelievable pitcher. And the Red Sox came back against him and ended up winning that game. Casas went deep. That's when uh, you really started to see Tristan Casas put it together consistently. And uh, we're hoping for the best for that tooth for Casas. Uh, he missed today's game with a tooth infection that sounds, as you read more about it, more painful than it even already is uh, with it being that tooth uh, infection and uh, he ended up obviously not playing today. Adam Duvall gets thrown into the starting lineup and uh, pitches in two hits as part of twelve in the eight one win. So I, there's a part of me, Mike, and and this is the the theme of this Red Sox team this year that just when I'm out they they pull me back in. I, it, I it's I think the perfect quote for the 2023 Red Sox Seriously. because they have moments where you're just like okay I don't see it. It's it, let's pack it in. Let's, let's see what they do in 2024. And then they have moments where when things are rolling, you say, this is a pretty good team. I, I said it to uh, a Cooper Boardman who does pre and post here, too. Uh, we were doing a game with the Woo Sox, and I, we were talking about the team. And I, I, I said to him, it's, it, tell me if this makes sense. When they're good, I think they're good. When they're bad, I think they're not so good. And that's sort of how it's, it's it's shaken out for the Red Sox. That's like almost something you see with a, with a football team because we overreact after each game. And in, and in baseball, I mean, you got your peaks and valleys and month-to-month, series-to-series, but we're certainly going to learn a whole lot about the Sox with this upcoming schedule, Astros, Dodgers, Astros, and uh, I think divisional teams after that. But if you can somehow slide into that last wild-card spot and see the development of Casas and Bayo and see Turner and, and Yoshida being really good Heim Bloom signings, like it's kind of a victory, and then you just let the chips fall in the postseason. Yeah, and I'm curious to hear from people listening. Again, 617-779-7937, the number to call in here to Red Sox Review is we're going to take you up to 6 p.m. You can also text us at 37937 as well. Be curious to hear from people. If, if they don't win tomorrow, uh, are, you, have you, are you giving up on this team? Because, again, this is a terrible – or not terrible. It's it's a bad Yankees team that's playing terribly. That uh, I, I'm not even going to rule out guys getting fired before the end of the season. They already changed the hitting coach for the Yankees. Maybe, maybe they'd get rid of Boone. Uh, or maybe they relieve Brian Cashman of his duties if things continue to trend this way. Uh, but all that being said, for the Red Sox on their side, they need to win again tomorrow because – this Yankees team has not shown any life at all. You think, okay, they have Judge, they have Stanton, they have some star power name-wise. Obviously, you think of Judge and Stanton, but Stanton's numbers, he's hitting, he came into today hitting 202 with a, a 441 slugging percentage, sub 300 on base percentage. LeMayhew has been pretty terrible. He's 35 years old. He hasn't been the player that he was in the past. You got to win this game tomorrow, even though you're going with an opener in Winkowski. But you 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 respect what Winkowski's done this year. Pavetta in a bulk role has been really good, and Clark Schmidt's had some nice moments for the Yankees this year. But it's another completely winnable game, and I'm two for two on my Fanduel bet de jour's Mike. And it's I've felt very comfortable with both of them, which just speaks to the testament of, of where the Yankees are at because I had the uh, the Red Sox at minus one and a half on Friday. That was an easy hit. I couldn't believe that was at plus odds. Went with it. Brian Bale on the mound against uh, uh, Johnny Brito, a rookie. And then, of course, the Red Sox tag him for four runs in the first inning on the first four batters. Today, with Devers up, I'm thinking, okay, he's easily going to get two plus total bases. I really wish I went with the home run. I got to trust my gut more. I I. I, I I went away from it, but it's okay. It all worked out anyway. But I felt comfortable because I'm like, okay, they're playing the Yankees. They're not doing anything. Anything anti-Yankees works with the bet du jour, if you asked me. And uh, 
yeah, I, I, tomorrow's a great opportunity to go get that sweep because a, a, any big league team is a threat on a given day, but the way the energy is for the Yankees, they're kind of a beaten team before they even walk onto the field. And Clark Schmidt got battered around by the Braves last time out, so he might not be as confident as he has been as of late. He had been pitching pretty well, but you get a few more runs on him early and uh, you're looking at a sweep. Yeah, it's and, and the Yankees lost seven in a row. The Red Sox are rolling right now against the Yankees. Seven and one this season uh, against them here in 2023. Six consecutive wins, even in years where the Red Sox are beating up on the Yankees. You don't see it quite like this, which is why you got to relish it, especially when you don't know what's going to happen at the end of the season. You're still two and a half back of the Mariners uh, with uh, 39 games left now in the season. Still time, though, to come back and make a run at that third wildcard spot. And that's a, a refrain I've stated plenty of times on, on Red Sox Review, and, and I'll bring it up again. I've always thought that the, the ceiling of this 2023 team was finding a way to get into that third wildcard spot. Never thought they could win the division with, with the way the roster stacked at the beginning of the year. And not to say that they don't have good pieces. They obviously do. But I just thought that that was out of reach. And honestly, you, you figured the Yankees would have a run at it, and that's obviously not happened. It's Baltimore at the top. Their future looks extremely bright. The fact wow. that they have the best farm system still, according to the talent evaluators, um, off across a couple different publications. And then on top of that, they still hold the uh, wildcard spot or the American League East top spot. Uh, here in 2023, 75 and 47 coming into today's action. And then they're playing the A's. So uh, can never say definitively in baseball a win, but another easy opportunity uh, to earn a win for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. But that being said, the Red Sox, I always thought third wildcard spot, they could they could find a way to sneak in if things break right. And in terms of what's breaking right, it's not luck. It's more the the, the pieces that you hope would take the step forward have done exactly that. It's great to see Jaron Duran in the lineup after it was, you know, put out on social media what he's dealing with, some mental health issues and struggles. And, uh, you know, you, you, you talked about it with Alex Cora, the coaching staff, and they're keeping what it was specifically he was feeling in-house, which I think they should anyway. Uh, that's not necessarily our... Uh, we don't need to know what's going on with him. It's just great to see that he's back out there and doing better. But he's one of those guys you look at and say, okay, what a, what a leap forward they've taken. Same goes, uh, same goes for Connor Wong. Same goes for the things on the, the pitchers on the the starting side, like Garrett uh, Cutter Crawford. On top of that, Brian Bayo as well. The the future is now. It's time to build on it next year. It, they definitely need to do it next year. But at least uh, for the time being, you, you're entertained. And the Red Sox, which what we hoped for from this team was that by the end of the season, they would have a chance to compete for a spot. And you know what? They do. They're only two and a half games back of the Mariners. And the Mariners have been one of the hottest teams in Major League Baseball. But uh, it is still there. And you have a chance at the very least also, despite them being further up in the wild card standings. So the Sox are now five games back of the Astros as well. At least you have some direct competition against them. I don't think it's very likely that they will uh, surpass the Astros. Uh, but that being said, good competition. That's when the Red Sox have played their best. And today, it wasn't the Yankees that I'm referencing in terms of good competition. It's Garrett Cole. This guy is still one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. And you roughed him up. He looked terrible out there. Uh, with 15 batted balls in play, seven of which hard hit, only had 11 whiffs on 44 swings and a big blow. Luis Arias, grand slam in the ninth spot, and then Connor Wong going deep with a two-run home run in the fourth. It all adds up to a Red Sox 8-1 victory. 
And the Sox now have a chance to sweep the New York Yankees tomorrow at Yankee Stadium. We'll preview that game and wrap things up on Red Sox Review right after this on WEI. We're back to Red Sox Review on WEI. And here comes Reyes, who's walked and singled twice. The pitch. He swung on, hit the left field pretty deep. Back goes Allen. He has a beat on at the edge of the track. He can't get it. He lost it in the sun. And it bounces on the track and into the seats for a book rule double. And the Red Sox get another run. They lead it 7-1. to one. Allen got there. He's about to make a backhand catch on the track. And all of a sudden, he shied away. Couldn't see it, quite obviously. And the ball bounced on the warning track and into the stands. And Reyes is 3-for-3. Three three. Two singles, a double, and a walk. That was a gift. He drives in his 16th run. It's 7-1. Red Sox with runners at second and third. Another great Pablo Reyes game. He has three hits today. Drives in a run there on that RBI double. That was aided by the Sun. Greg Allen lost it down the left field line. Uh, Reyes also scored twice. His average with the Red Sox up to 322, and the Sox take it over the New York Yankees today, 8-1. to And the Sox are now 7-1 and against the Yankees this year. Their dominance continues here in the Bronx as well. They've won six straight against the New York Yankees. And uh, the team two and a half back of the Mariners for the third wild card spot with 39 left to go. Joe Wild with you here on Red Sox Review. Still a little time to chime in. Uh, we're going to sign off here at 6 p.m. But if you want to call in, 617-779-7937. Again, 617-779-7937. You can also text us at 37937 as well. The turnaround that Aaron Boone was uh hoping for that he was quoted thinking it would happen for the Yankees yeah it was uh, everything but that all Red Sox today pitching side hitting side everything you could ask for from this team only one error for the Red Sox and it's Justin Turner making it at first base and you know this is one thing to uh, think about for the Red Sox or for this team when uh, if Tristan Costas has to miss more time uh, with the, the tooth infection that he had that he was scratched for today because with Justin Turner, you want him in the, in the designated hitter spot. You don't want him playing the field with him dealing with a bruised heel as a guy that's been just a, a true hero for this Red Sox team, a, a great veteran presence, a, a person that you, you just love having in the lineup because he's so clutch with guys in scoring position. Since the month of June, he's been one of the best run producers in terms of RBIs. Uh, he's third. He came into today third in Major League Baseball since June 1st in RBIs. And he batted in the three spot today, went 0 for 4 with a hit by pitch. But it, it's just tough to have him in the field with what he's dealing with, with the heel. He's not going to go on the IL. The Red Sox really need him, too. And you never want to put a player's in a health in jeopardy, but it's better for the Red Sox to have him on the active roster than to to maybe sit him out for a bit, try to have it heal, and then see what happens. I, I think Justin Turner at this point is is has the understanding that he's just going to play compromise the rest of the season in a way where he's still effective at the plate despite an over today with the hit by pitch. But but the day before, pitched in three hits. He's hit a couple home runs since he had this injury that he he suffered in. Uh, San Francisco against the Giants on July 31st. That being said, this also shows why it's so important Tristan Casas stay healthy and and nothing happens to him outside of this tooth thing for the rest of the season because of what Turner's dealing with. 
they need Casas out there because the, the alternate options is po- having Pablo Reyes. He was the emergency guy to play first base for the Red Sox uh, in, in, in a situation where they needed him out in the field. And what was interesting for the Red Sox today uh, is that they ended up playing a full nine with Turner out there at first. And I think it's because the game was so in hand. Uh, that being said, it does underscore the need for somebody else there. And I, I'm curious if it's Bobby Dahlbeck who gets called up from Worcester because Alex Cora did indicate in his post-game press conference that there is a probable chance that they will make a roster move so that they can have some first-base depth uh, with Casas dealing what he is dealing with at this current point. Weird start to the day, but we hope he's okay. First off, he, it, it was the tooth was drained, according to what Alex Cora said in postgame. And they ended up not needing him on offense. And, and the, the tone was set by the bottom of the order. Luis Arias going deep for the grand slam. And uh, this this team with 12 hits, it has come alive offensively. The numbers in August were not pretty uh, coming into this series and, and, and really before the, 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 the game against the Nationals that wrapped up that three-game set. And this is a team that had been led by offense for the most part in 2023 because the offense top 10 unit, you look at pretty much every category, top 10 average on base, slugging, run scored, all those things. And if they're going to make some headway, more headway in this wild card race, they, they need the offense to, to come alive. And, and especially to beat down on this Yankees team that is, is pretty much laying dead at this point. They have no hope. They lose again today, uh, 60 and 63 now in the season. You know, they're out of, they're, I think it's fair to say they're out of the wild card race. I, it's not going to happen like we've seen in, in years past with other teams where they're, you know, the teams that end up performing well, like the 2022 Phillies or the Braves, that's not the Yankees. And uh, for the Red Sox, they need to just make sure that that remains the case. And even if the Yankees win tomorrow, it's not like they're going to go on a run. But that's why it, it's more imperative that the Red Sox win tomorrow against the New York Yankees and just uh, take care of business. And Josh Winkowski has been a guy that this team has been able to rely upon for years. And uh, I'm not sorry, for this year, uh, not last year, this year, Josh Winkowski has been a guy you can rely upon to give you so, a couple innings out of the bullpen. He'll be the starter, but this is the way the Red Sox have done it at times with Nick Pavetta not being the starting pitcher to be the bulk guy out of the bullpen and uh, deliver some innings, quality innings for the Red Sox, which uh, Pavetta has been able to do this year. Uh, for this team so a chance to sweep a chance to pick up a 66 win they're 65 and 58 but an opportunity for this team to improve to eight and one against the new york yankees a team that they have outscored uh significantly in the season series another chance to do it tomorrow after an 8-1 win today an 8-3 win on friday so they're outscoring the yankees 16 to 4 in this set in the bronx dominating all the way around cutter crawford fantastic on the mound offensively up and down in the lineup getting things done three home runs devers goes deep for his 28th wong going deep arias with the grand slam to get the scoring going break a scoreless tie and uh, propel the red sox to an 8 to 1 victory Want to thank Mike Tazi. Great job behind the glass, as he has been doing since he has joined our program. Great to have him here at WEI. And also like to hear him chime in on the microphone as well. I'm Joe Wiles signing off here on WEI on Red Sox Review. Again, the final one final time. Red Sox 8, Yankees 1. 
at Yankee Stadium. Final game of the three-game set coming up tomorrow at 1.35. Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show starts at 12.35. Thanks for joining us. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.